الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا مولانا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن العظيم أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وَذَنُّونِ إِذْ ذَهَبَ مُغَاضِبًا فَظَنَّ أَنْ لَنْ نَقْدِرَ عَلَيْهِ فَنَادَى فِي الظُّلُمَاتِ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنْتَ سُبْحَانَكَ إِنِّي كُنْتُ مِنَ الظَّالِمِينَ فَاسْتَجَبْنَا لَهُ فَنَجَّيْنَاهُ مِنَ الْغَمِّ وَكَذَلِكَ نُنْجِي الْمُؤْمِنِينَ صدق الله العظيم Respected elders and dear friends, Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh the most kind, the most merciful. And we send abundant salutations and greetings upon our master and leader, Muhammadur Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Respected elders and dear friends, we all know and appreciate that amongst the great blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala those little innocent children that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed in our lives. For some it may be a child, for others a grandchild, for others it may be a nephew or a niece, for others it may be a smaller sibling, a younger sibling. But the joy and the pleasure that those innocent souls bring to our lives is immeasurable. And together with the pleasure, they also bring some stress, some challenges, some demands. They demand our attention above all things. And I'd like to commence our brief discussion this afternoon around this little child. So you have this child who is in the mother's company. Let's picture a child... (coughs) between the age of two to four, two to five years old, a toddler. And this child is in the mother's company, you know, playing with his or her toys, enjoying the treats and sweets that the mother presents to to the child. And sometimes the child cries for a sweet or cries for some new toy, and it gets what it wants, the child gets what, what they want sometimes, sometimes not. But they show an immense amount of joy when they get that ice cream or that sweet or that lollipop that they're asking for. You can see the joy and excitement in their eyes. And then you take the same child who enjoys all of these things and asks for it, sometimes demands for it, and shows so much of happiness when they receive it. Take the same child, let's picture another scenario now, This child is taken by the mother and the parents to some out for some outing to to a park or a theme park. Lots of rides and slides and enjoyment. And the child is really enjoying himself or herself. And as they they are going through on the different rides and slides. Uh, the child gets attracted to something colorful, something exciting, and without realizing, the child drifts away from the parents. Now you have this child, 
again, you're picturing a child, two to five years old, young, young child. And now, in this busy, buzzing, bustling place, the child is without the parents. It takes a few minutes for the child to realize that I haven't been following my parents. I, you know, I've lost them. We can all imagine the uh, emotions of the child at that point in time. There are so many people. It does not know. The child does not know where to go. Where do I find my mom or my dad? And panic, fear grips the child's heart, and he or she starts crying uncontrollably. Now the child is crying and panicking and the bystanders, the people around realize what happened. So they try to pacify the child, bring the child under control and they offer some sweets, offer to take the child on a ride, offer some toys that are available there. Is any of that going to pacify this child? Nothing. Nothing will pacify this child. Whatever those toys and those sweets may have been the child's favorite or something that they always demanded and always asked for. But at that point in time, nothing will work. The child will persistently cry and sob uh, no matter what is presented before it. Until after maybe half an hour or 15 minutes or 45 minutes, the mother and uh, father are also now looking for the child. They trace their steps back through the crowds and eventually they are reunited. And then the mother rushes forward and grabs that child and a single hug, a single second of the child's head against the mother's chest is enough, is enough. All those favorite sweets and favorite toys and everything that was presented at that point in time didn't work. All that was required is the mother's arms. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy and bless all our mothers. They are a truly a, a blessing that we can never ever appreciate no matter how much we talk about it. So in any case, now you have this child who the mother embraces and all of a sudden everything is okay. Those minutes and uh, what felt like hours of crying is now completely disappeared, gone. The child is happy. How come? The child knows that all those toys and sweets that were presented to it is something that they enjoy, something that they like. But it, it did not bring them that true happiness and that true sense of safety and security that they needed. It was only the mother's warmth, the mother's hug, the mother's love that brought and gave them that. Why? It is because this is uh, the mother's love, the mother's arms, the mother's embrace is true. It's something which is inbuilt. It It is part of a child's and a human's nature to find peace and solace and comfort in that uh, in that embrace of the mother. Whereas all those other little delights and little treats are all add-ons and they don't bring true joy. They don't bring true joy. This is just a little opening example. 
It took some time. But an opening example. For us to re- realize that just as the child will never find happiness and peace and comfort except in the embrace of the mother, no matter what you offer it, so too, as human beings, every single one of us, uh, Abdullah, Ibadullah, we are all servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And no matter where we go and how, how many different avenues we, we seek and we pursue to find happiness, to find success, to find contentment, to find peace of mind, we will not find it. We will never find it. Except when we are connected to our, that natural source of contentment, the natural source of happiness, the natural source of peace, and which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is nothing besides that. There is nothing beyond Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that can for any human being, not a Muslim, for any human being, be a source, an ultimate source of peace, comfort and happiness. So it is for us to plug ourselves back into that source and reconnect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Understand, this is where I need to be. And you know, we get caught up in what they always call the rat race of life. And we, everyone, you know, every other conversation you have, people are saying to each other, time is flying. We are already in September. And before we know it, we're going to be in December. And then we're going to be in, what's next year, 2025 or 2024. But it goes like that, where you don't, the years are just going. So we have, we are finding ourselves, you know, on this rat race of life, going through the motions on a daily basis. And we get so engrossed in our businesses or in our work lives that we do not give enough time, enough energy, enough effort to reconnecting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the creator. He is the one who has designed us, He has designed our lives, He has designed our deen, and He has created a system for us to take the off-ramp from this highway of, the rat race highway, to take the off-ramp and take a breather, reconnect with Him and carry on. Take the on-ramp and carry on on your journey. And if you do not do that, you will find yourself spiritually drained and exhausted and disconnected from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what are those little pit stops? Those pit stops are the five salah. Those are the opportunities Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us to reconnect with Him five times on a daily basis. And we have to grab that opportunity to reconnect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And just as a child feels the warmth and embrace of the mother when it is feeling sad or, or, or afraid. So too, let us perform our salah with this conviction and with this mindset and outlook that I am finding peace with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I am putting everything to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I am placing it before Allah. Because no matter how invincible we may fool ourselves, think, you know, fool ourselves that we are, how invincible we, we may think we are, or how powerful and strong and influential we are, but we are all 
hopeless and useless without Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Take the most wealthy person, the most powerful man, and remove his life, let him die. What is he after that? He is a corpse. He is going to be buried underground. And he will be then at the mercy of Allah. So no matter what position we may be in, we are all going to go through that process where all these external faculties that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, has gifted us with is going to be stripped away and we are going to be solely and wholly accountable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we do not take the time and the effort to reconnect with Him and uh, build a strong connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy on us. The hereafter and the akhirah could be a very dreadful place except with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy. So this is the brief message for today, respected elders and dear friends, that we must connect ourselves back with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. By show of hands, anyone here does not have problems, does not have anything that's on their mind, any, anything warning them, anything that needs, needs to get done. There is, there is no body like that. The world is a place of test and trial, a place of difficulty. It is either financial problems or financial challenges or someone unwell in the family or relationship and social issues or a, a, trouble, a, a troublesome child. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all with obedient children. Or it could be some employer-employee conflict or some business relationship issue. There's always something that stresses us out. And we are applying our minds, going through all the different channels to try and resolve these issues, which is all and well and very good. It is something that we should do. But our first port of call should always be with the one in whose hands lies all solutions. That is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should be our port of call in every situation. When a person finds himself doing acts of charity, acts of good, worshipping Allah, praying salah, praying tahajjud, reading Quran, remembering Allah, making the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then at that point in time, a person says, all praises to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has given me the ability to do so. What is the difference between myself and the person on the street that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed me to enter into the masjid and prostrate before him whilst Allah has deprived that person? Is it any greatness from my side? No, it is only the mercy of Allah. So when a person sees himself doing something good, he places all credit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Quran, وَمَا تَوْفِيقِ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ All my capabilities and abilities and achievements, it is all from Allah. It is all due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Otherwise we are just, we are absolutely helpless by ourselves. So that is one time when we attribute and we go to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when Allah blesses us with the ability to obey Him. Then, when we fall into error and we disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, again, our port of call is Allah. 
We seek the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness and mercy. And we make istighfar. That is again another situation in which we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When a person is in uh, times of joy and happiness, again turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for His blessings. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Quran, وَمَا بِكُمْ مِن نِعْمَةٍ فَمِنَ اللَّهِ There is no single ni'mah, no single favor, no single bounty that you enjoy, except that it is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The topi or the cap on your head is from Allah. The socks on your feet are from Allah. The shoelaces on your shoes are from Allah. Everything is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if a person lives with this outlook and mindset, he will remain in a complete state of servitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like a slave. Complete humility. You know when you are performing Hajj or Umrah, may Allah take us all time and time again. And you are donning that ihram and everyone around you is in the same garments. There is nothing that differentiates. It's really humbling. You are not wearing your branded clothing and your designer shoes and your designer watch. Everyone is in the same simple garment. This should be our state of mind throughout our lives. When we look around at the people around us, we are servants, they are servants. We are slaves of Allah, they are slaves of Allah. And we should act like slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. By submitting to Him, by remaining humble, remaining humble in our approach, in whatever it is that we do. And this is how we will remain in that constant state of connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when we worship Allah, and when we are obedient to Allah, we turn to Allah. When we disobey Allah, again we turn to Allah. When we enjoy times of happiness, joy, prosperity, we turn to Allah and we thank Him. And when we experience difficulty, again we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَنْ يَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ فَهُوَ حَسْبُ That person who turns to me, that person who places his reliance in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, فَهُوَ حَسْبُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will suffice for him. Allah will sort his affairs out. And that is our mindset and approach that we ought to have no matter what difficulty and challenge we face. Leave it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Come into the masjid, perform two rakats of salah. Just raise your hands or in sajda, make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That mental burden, that mental load that you are carrying, whether it's a debt that you need to pay, whether it's a troublesome child, no matter what it is, leave it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In your dua, in your sajda, beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to attend to it. The first benefit of that is that you will, that mental load will be taken off your shoulders. Because you know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised, leave it to me and I will suffice. So let us leave it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whilst we do whatever else it is that we need to do, but the first and most important step is we rely and leave it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in that way we will see all the heavy loads that we are carrying dissipating 
It will dissipate. We will live happy because we have reconnected ourselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You are stressing because your container is delayed or it's stuck in the ports. Leave it to Allah. You are stressing because your child or your wife or your parent has been diagnosed with some illness. Leave it to Allah. Whatever it is, leave it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Beg Allah to resolve it for you. Acknowledge our weakness and our helplessness before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants. That we recognize our complete reliance on Him, our complete need for Him and His independence of us. And that is when we will truly connect ourselves with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we will appreciate that connection with Allah, the ma'iyah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as they say. We will feel it filtering through our lives in everything that we do. Man kana lillah, kana Allahu lahu. That person who dedicates himself to Allah, Allah dedicates himself to that person. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us his closeness, his connection, his ma'rifah, uh, his recognition in every aspect, every step of our lives. May we appreciate Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, may we obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That person who achieves this connection, he will remain in the obedience of Allah. If he slips up, he will repent to Allah. And he, but he will not, you know, deliberately and on an ongoing basis uh, be in, in uh, disobedience of the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us this reality in all our lives.